This is the Jazz Joe Hall Show on 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the show. Of course, you're listening to St. Elmo's Fire, performed by John Parr. It's a song one thinks of when you talk about our next guest. Rick Hansen is an athlete, a philanthropist, and an activist for... Uh, people with disabilities. He's most known, of course, for his Man in Motion tour of the mid-1980s, where Rick and his team wheeled over 40,000 kilometers through 34 countries, raising awareness about the potential of people with um, disabilities. Now, the journey for Rick Hansen actually began 50 years ago today. Rick was paralyzed from the waist down, suffering spinal cord injuries uh, in a car accident today, 50 years ago. Now, on an emotional trip, he revisited the site of the life-altering accident near Williams Lake today. Uh, knowing this, uh, knowing that we were, he was going, uh, knowing that today was going to be a tough day and an emotional day for him, we spoke to Rick a few days ago about his inspiring five-decade journey. Uh, what does uh, a day like June 27th mean for you? I mean, there's got to be so many emotions um, that will be going uh, through your mind uh, as you look back. Yeah, you know, it's it's really hard to believe that it's been 50 years since I was a 15-year-old kid just coming out of grade 10 high school on a great adventure on a, on a trip of a lifetime to salmon fish in the Bella Coola Valley. And, and then uh, my buddy Don Alder and I decided to hitchhike home a little early and get back for the Williams Lake Stampede. And, uh, and then, of course, we ended up in the back of a pickup truck and it crashed and broke my back, damaged my spinal cord, and uh, changed my entire life. I couldn't believe what had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, t- t- to confirm, you're going to be visiting the exact site um, uh, on the 27th then? Yeah, the goal for me is just to go back to reminisce and to reflect uh, on that moment. And and I haven't been there, and so I'll be uh, I'll be spending a little bit of time there just kind of contemplating, uh, you know, the enormity of that moment, but at the same time, you know, then moving into the community and, and reminding myself uh, with a sense of gratitude how, how far things have come, how I've been able to progress from that feeling of such despair and wanting to, in many ways, sell my soul for the use of my legs again uh, to a place now 50 years later where I would never trade my life uh, for the use of my legs. And that came with the support of an amazing family and friends, friends like Don Alder, who were in the back of the pickup truck with me and uh, traveled with me on many adventures, including the Man in Motion tour. And, and uh, of course, others who inspired me to believe that I could still be an athlete and represent my country and others still that believed in my crazy dream of wheeling around the world in a wheelchair. And then even more that wanted to pick up the challenge and all these years since systematically helped change Williams Lake uh, to be a more accessible and inclusive community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, we have one person in common, a Bob Redford, who was your volleyball coach and was my volleyball coach too. And I went to Colomita secondary many years ago now. And, and I, he's the one who encouraged you to continue with sports after the accident. Yeah, Bob, you know, and that entire teaching staff at Kalamisa were so pivotal for me at that early stage when I went back to school and, you know, didn't really understand anything about Paralympic sport. And Bob kept asking me about, uh, you know, the sports side. And and I kept saying, oh, you know, uh, it, it, it's that, I don't know, that doesn't sound like sport. And he, he just looked at me and said, hey, don't you know that there's no reference in the dictionary 
that says that you have to use your legs in order to be an athlete. And, you know, and then he introduced me to, you know, how competitive Paralympic sport was. And he also encouraged me to continue on the same track that I had before my injury, which is to want to be a, a teacher and a coach and to go to UBC. And I had the courage to put in an application uh, to the university phys ed department and they, they turned me down and encouraged me to take first year art science and then maybe have a conversation. And I was just going to completely walk away from the idea, seeing it as a rejection. And Bob said, Hey, you know, they're, they're setting precedent here. No one's ever been there. You just go in there and show them that you're the person and next year they'll take you. And, and he was right. And if it wasn't for Bob Redford, I would have never gone to UBC and, uh, and the pathway that uh, unfolded after that would have never happened. So, so much gratitude for, Bob and, and so many teachers in Kalamitsa who welcomed me and found a way to help me move forward again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Man in Motion tour uh, caught the attention of so many people, millions of people across um, the world, uh, Canada here, and especially here in British Columbia. How did the idea come about? It's all well and good to talk about something like that, but to actually move forward with a tour that takes you to so many different countries and areas and regions... Uh, is a huge amount of work uh, and planning behind something like that. You need a really strong core team to be be there for you every single day. How did that come about? Yeah, well, the inspiration, of course, came when I was in the rehab center, still dreaming about trying to, you know, fill in the the blanks of what life was going to be like in this new world. And maybe on that old dream I had of a bike tour with me and my buddies around the world one day and. And uh, I thought about that and maybe from a wheelchair, but, uh, you know, I couldn't do it. You know, it's crazy. And But Bob's inspiration, you know, helping me move down the Paralympic sport world, you know, eventually led me into wheelchair marathoning, uh, representing my country, winning world championships and gold medals, but also, you know, literally meeting people from around the world and experiencing the same things, their attitudinal challenges and the barriers of society uh, physically and socially. And, you know, I just decided that I needed to take my personal talent as a marathoner and my experience traveling the world and seeing barriers and wanting to change it. And then inspiration of having to uh, have the privilege of being able to recruit Terry Fox into our, our uh, wheelchair basketball team, the Vancouver cable cars and, Terry's journey, uh, being inspired by our team and, and Stan and, and then eventually uh, doing his Marathon of Hope, uh, I realized that a byproduct of his journey was that people were looking at ability, not disability. And I thought, well, that was going to be the message and the, and the fundamental way that I could actually combine an old dream with my talent and with my purpose to make a difference. And so it emerged. And it starts with then just your team, my coach, Tim Frick, Don Alder, who was in the back of the pickup truck with me, my cousin, and a small home team group. And uh, they literally believed. We worked hard. And probably the greatest success of the whole tour was taking that first step uh, on that day on March the 21st of 85. Mm -hmm. I remember many years later uh, when I was based in China, uh, you retraced the steps of the Man in Motion tour. I think it was the 25th anniversary at that time, about 2011, I believe it was, 2010, 2011. And um, we had talked about, uh, you know, construction in nations like China, where they're putting up thousands and tens of thousands of buildings, 
and the ability to make sure that they're wheelchair accessible in other parts of Asia and other parts of Europe as well. Talk to me a little bit about the work that your organization does in regards to um, making sure these buildings and the construction that's out there in, in so many cities, you know, you really are trying to encourage accessibility in so many facilities around the world. Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe, you know, in in all these years since that one of the biggest and most fundamental changes is that, you know, countries like China, you know, obviously Canada and the States and many others have fundamental uh, human rights and, and legislation that's been put in. The UN uh, mandates, you know, every nation to do that. But saying the words and making it happen are two different things. And there's lots of barriers for people with disabilities. 1.3 billion people on the planet living with disabilities aging boomers for having many challenges and and probably the biggest uh, barrier still today is that the places and spaces that we live work learn and play are not being built fully accessible and inclusive so people can not just participate but contribute and and we have to normalize that and so we built a, a rating and certification program a training program to get uh, architects engineers city planners advocates all up to the same universal standard and turn the tap off of all these new buildings being built with still barriers in mind and then also create a metric where if someone asks you how accessible are you you actually can measure it because you can compare against the global framework and so we're we're building out this global movement which is really what I hoped to do back when I was young on the original Man in Motion tour but here we are all these years later actually understanding what it takes for true movement, not one man in motion, many in motion, speaking the same language, measuring the same things, and, and, and interpreting and translating that in thousands and then millions of people around the world. And so I'm super inspired by where we're at today. And, you know, this celebration of 50 years of progress, it's not just about my personal journey. Mm-hmm. And ironically, coming back to the city of Williams Lake, uh, there's a first South Asian mayor, Mayor Rather, who's, uh, you know, the mayor of Williams Lake to show how far we've come in inclusivity. There's reconciliation uh, with the First Nations community in Williams Lake, and, and there's reconciliation for people with disabilities. It's no longer that, that, that moonscape of inaccessibility when I was there. It's, it's a place that's welcoming, and they're still improving, and there's still more work to be done, and they're committing to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that uh, what I found uh, interesting, you know, we talk about your achievements uh, <clears throat> uh, on uh, the field uh, in regards to uh, raising dollars uh, for the Man in Motion Tour and this organization that you've begun or started to to look at accessibility in the facilities that we build. Um, but I also, I think, recall when I, in China running running into one of your daughters who were part of that that tour. What's family life been like? I mean, you're a busy man, uh, but uh, you're also a dad, your husband as well. I mean, what has that been like just in regards to your busy schedule and and still, you know, you have, a, have to have a personal life. You have to still play the husband and, 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 and dad as well. What's that been like uh, as well throughout all these years? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's really phenomenal. It's probably one of the greatest gifts that I've ever had is to be able to meet Amanda when I dislocated my shoulder and and uh, she had uh, been the physio to help put me back together again and afterwards uh, we continued to see each other and started dating and she was on the tour with me and and she was the pivot person to 
actually ensure that the tour didn't blow up because uh, she was a friend and an advisor and a tremendous member of our team, our family, uh, you know, Emma, Alana, Rebecca, you know, the joy of our lives and, you know, to watch them grow as humans face their challenges and to be there, you know, with love uh, giving and receiving and, and now uh, to have our uh, two grandsons and, uh, and our third on the way, uh, it's uh, it's phenomenal, and so in spite of the busyness, there's always that commitment that you know you're there, and 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 you find the time. And the one thing that you know some of my mentors had uh, encouraged me is to remember that you know that you don't want to be at the end of your career saying you know I, I wish I'd had more time for my family. And so it's always been a, a a tough balance, but it's been one that I've managed, and and you know you make sacrifices for it, uh, but it, it comes back because it matches your values and your priorities. Yeah. Uh, Rick, uh, I hope you get some time to do some fishing up uh, in the Caribou when you're there. I know you're, you're an avid fisherman, but I hope you get some time uh, with your busy schedule. Uh, are you planning any fishing? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to be spending some time with my brother, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the two of us are going to get up and Get into the you know in, into the caribou and on a couple of little uh, lakes there and and yeah uh, and then we're going to have some uh, dinners together and so it's going to be a lovely balance of you know of uh, looking back you know of being able to reflect and uh, honor the progress and and uh, the champions and the Williams Lake Stampede uh, to be honorary parade marshal with all the difference makers who will join me and uh, and and really uh, feel a sense of optimism for the future. So uh, that, and then hang out with family. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't, that's for sure. Rick, thank you so much for your time uh, and sharing this incredible moment um, um, for you and your family and for all you've done for, for British Columbia as well. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jasmine. I'll say hi to the old hometown for you, okay? <laughs> Please do that. Thank you so much. Bye.